Hey everybody, it's uh, Todd Weiler. Uh, Corey Astill is out uh, of internet range today, so I'm just going to do a quick update. And um, um, I had a guy come up to me at the Bountiful Handcart Days Parade yesterday and said, "Oh, I watch you every Sunday, nine at eight o'clock." So I don't want to uh, disappoint him or any other regular listeners. Um, kind of a slow week in Utah politics. Um, on the national level, there was, of course, another January 6th hearing, and I was in a court mediation all day. I have not watched that one yet, but um, I, I probably will because I'm a little bit uh, of a nerd that way. I did want to kind of just put a, a final election update. So in the Senate, uh, Derek Kitchen has officially lost to uh, Jennifer Plum. I think the margin was 61 votes. Uh, Kelly Miles, um, Republican in the House, lost his primary bid. Also in the Senate, Gene Davis lost to um, uh, to Nate Bluen. <laughs> he corrected me on Twitter. Um, and so uh, those, I, I think on the legislative level, level those were the only uh, incumbents who lost primaries. Of course, Steve Handy lost at convention. Uh, so you've got two Democrats in the Senate who are losing their seats and two Republicans in the House. In addition to that, there were a number of retirements and resignations in fact, uh, Representative Joel Ferry is now resigning from the House um, to become the new head of the Natural Resources Department in Utah. Joel is a great guy. I'm really impressed with him. He's a Republican from Brigham City. <clears throat> the Tribune's run a couple of stories saying, well, he hasn't resigned from the House yet, and, and he's already working on this new job. Um, he's going to resign from the House as soon as the Senate meets to con uh, confirm him, but um, the Senate doesn't meet until the third week of August. And so um, in, in any event, uh, the legislature pretty much has taken the month of July off. And so um, Solly Tribune is freaking out that he hasn't resigned yet, but he's also, uh, I think he's resigned from his committee assignments and he's really not doing, uh, there's no nothing that the legislature is doing right now in terms of anything official. Um, and I wish him well. I think he's a great pick um, for, uh, for that seat on in terms of other incumbents um, throughout the state, in Salt Lake uh, County, there was a county council member, uh, Steve DeBry, who I think has been in office for over 12 years. Um, he lost uh, a bid for his um, fourth term on the council, and uh, he lost to Riverton City Council member Sheldon Stewart. Uh, that race was not particularly close. And in Utah County, um, um, Commissioner Bill Lee lost his bid um, for a third term from uh, the Utah County Commission, and he lost to uh, Brandon Gordon, who is my wife's nephew. So um, congratulations, Brandon. Um, other than those, I mean, there, there were, I'm sure there were some other incumbents lost, but those were the main ones on my radar. Um, and there's been a lot of talk um, about how out of touch kind of the conventions are. If you follow Utah politics, you'll know Way back in 2016, um, Gary Herbert lost at convention um, to, um, to his Republican challenger and then came back and won the primary by over 40%. And then in 2018, the same thing happened. Mitt Romney lost at convention, won his primary, primary by over um, 40%. In 2020, uh, uh, Spencer Cox actually won at convention, but it was you know like seven or eight candidates and then won the primary over Governor Huntsman by just 1% in a four-way race. Um, but in 2022, what we're seeing is a lot of legislators 
um, who lost at convention, including, you know, my own legislator, Ray Ward, uh, came back and, and won their primaries by pretty comfortable margins. And a lot of people point at that to say that the delegates are um, a lot further right or more conservative than the, than the mainstream Republican voters. And I think it's, it's hard to argue that point. Um, I, I think the counterpoint to that is people will say the delegates are more informed and they take the time to meet the candidates and they're, um, they're more uh, engaged um, voters, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I do think that they are uh, more informed, but I also think that they are a little bit more conservative than, than the Republicans at large. Other than that, some of the only other political news in Utah this week was we had um, Mike Pence, former Vice President Mike Pence. He was in Park City um, last week um, or recently doing a fundraiser for Burgess Owens, which is kind of interesting because Pence and Trump have kind of had a, a parting of the ways, but Owens was endorsed by Trump, but now Mike Pence is raising money for him. And then um, we've heard that Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is coming uh, to Utah to do a fundraiser for himself um, uh, to run for president. And so that's a, a high dollar, like $10,000 plate type of event. So uh, that'll probably be in Park City or Salt Lake or something like that. Um, those are kind of the top political stories. Back to the January 6th hearing. I, um, I've i been somewhat disturbed by some of the, a lot of the things that I've heard in those hearings. I, I started off fairly critical of the first one because it was in prime time and they hired this former news producer to make it all slick and, and whatnot. And I watched that one and there was really no new information um, in, in there. It was kind of packaged a little bit differently. Um, there was some new video footage, but it was very similar to video footage that we'd seen on the day of the event. And that's been available on YouTube for the last year and a half. And so, um, but I will say that these last, um, these last couple of um, committee meetings have had some new information, some disturbing things from people that were in the White House working with President Trump on January 6th and on the events leading up to January 6th. I don't think, um, A, a lot of people are watching these, um, and I think they should have led with the new stuff uh, a month ago rather than waiting until the end. And B, I think people have pretty much made up their mind. Either they like Trump or they hate Trump. And um, I don't know that these these um, hearings are uh, are changing that. I will say for... Um, the very few independent voters, you know, that don't have an opinion on Trump. I think that this is probably hurting him. And I, I think it's giving Ron DeSantis and other challengers who would like to run against him for president 2024. I think it's giving them um, some real, um, pot, you know, some, some real traction to say, well, um, more and more people are probably going to say, we don't, we don't want to go back to Donald Trump for a candidate. And um, in addition to what I've said before on Facebook Lives on political as heck, I will say that one compelling argument is if if we did nominate and elect someone like Ron DeSantis, he could serve for eight years as president, whereas President Trump, if he were nominated and won again, could only serve for four years. So that's um, that's some kind of a new talking point I've been hearing um, people talking about. Looking now at the, the Deseret News, um, they don't do a lot of political news, but a couple of the articles, I've already kind of covered the Salt Lake Tribune articles, at least on politics. So I guess it's political. The new prison is uh, is open. They trans 
they they moved all like 2600 prisoners like in one day over there that's amazing i can't even imagine the months or years of planning that went into that um desert news has some stories about uh the trigger law in utah i guess it's also news that the tro the temporary restraining order that was issued two weeks ago was extended into a preliminary injunction and so the all outright ban on abortions in utah is still on hold and probably will be for at least um, another six to eight weeks um so the second the backup trigger um, law is in place and that is that bans abortions after 18 weeks um but the one that would ban most abortions except for instances of rape incest or the uh, health of the mother um that that one is still on hold from a state court judge which kind of surprised me i thought um I just don't think that that case basically hinges on the fact that the state, maybe the state constitution, the Utah constitution, uh, protects a woman's right uh, to an abortion. I don't see that as a viable argument, um, but for whatever reasons, the state court judge has left that injunction in place. Um, there is, I think, a lot of people who don't like abortion bans who are trying to muddy the waters with things like, well, Will this impact um, women who are seeking IVF treatment? The answer is no. Will it um, impact someone who has a miscarriage? No. Uh, will it impact someone who um, um, has an etopic pre uh, pregnancy? No, that's already covered under the law. And, um, and you, I'm hearing more and more people criticize the fact that if, um, if a woman wants to get an abortion in Utah, once the law goes into effect, um, uh, on the basis of rape, that the law requires um, that the rape be reported, the crime be reported to law enforcement. And that's true. Um, and I, I don't know of another way to do that, um, because otherwise anyone could say, I want an abortion and I was raped. And then there's there's really no way, um, you know, if someone was lying, <laughs> and, I, and I guess they could still make a false report to law enforcement, but at least that's, that's illegal. So um, I think that those are basically just attacks on people who want uh, abortion to remain um, legal for, for people. And, and remember the statistics show, I'm not making these up, the statistics show that uh, um, less than 1% of um, abortions nationwide are due to rape or incest. Some people attack those statistics, which is fine, but that's what Newsweek Magazine and USA Today and other um, publications have been reporting for over a decade. Utah State, I'm sorry, Southern Utah University uh, just received um, their first female um, uh, president. Her name is Mindy Benson. She was uh, chosen to replace Scott Wyatt after he stepped down to lead an online education program for the uh, Utah System of Higher Ed. And um, she joins a number of other female um, university presidents uh, in Utah. And so that she was chosen by the um, um, the board, it's the, well, the, the, the board that chooses those. And uh, I've, I don't know her. I've heard really, really good things about her from people I do know that know her. So a lot of people are excited for that development. The, this is kind of an interesting side note, but um, there is a third party, a political party registered in Utah called the Independent American Party. And their membership has grown by about 400% in the last seven or eight years. And everyone seems to agree that people are joining that party by mistake. They're like leaving the Republican or Democratic Party and they want to be independent. And so they they're like, yes, I'm an independent American. I don't want to be affiliated with either of the two major parties. And so they're 
they're filling in the box, not realizing that they're joining a political, an organized political party called the Independent American Party. So if you've done that, you might want to go back and uh, you just need to be unaffiliated if you want to be independent in Utah. Um, but that does mean you can't vote in the Republican primaries in June, which I think is a shame because that's where many of the races are ultimately um, decided. So that's pretty much it for the, the news this week. If you have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments below. I'm Todd Weiler. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Bye-bye.